Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna sing you an intro now. Yeah, I just you know I had a song in my heart and I decided to sing the intro. That's beautiful. Yeah, I just I'm so excited to be back in the studio. I know, me too. I mean, it hasn't been that long this time. It just it feels like it has been. It does. And I've been, I, you know, I've had this story ready to go. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. excited. But anyway, welcome back to Detroit Strange. That over there is Alex. That over is Jessica. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I like coming off like a almost four day weekend. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, you had a birthday. I did. And then went to a birthday party the next day after your birthday party. Yes, actually on my birthday, though. Yes. Because me and Sean Hanley are the same birthday. We're birthday twins. There's like a million people with that birthday. R- really? Because I've never... community. Like... Before I met Sean, that was like the only... Like, I never met anyone else who had my same birthday. It's very interesting. And then there's a couple more this week, too. Hmm. Uh, I'm... <sighs> Patty's gotten to me. I'm just like, hmm, makes sense. There's a lot of Leos in the theater system. Oh, no, I was thinking the about that. The comedy system. I was thinking about that, herself included. I know. Because her birthday is the 21st. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Producer Patty's birthday. Happy Wednesday. happy birthday, happy Producer birthday. Patty. Yes. It'll be belated when this comes out, but That's okay. before now. I'm sure we'll say it to her in real time no. as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, she got hers just now. <laughs> That's it. No more. Yeah. It's actually, it's still pretty close to my birthday, so we're going to pretend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I think the most exciting, like, I mean, like, it was nice seeing all my friends and everything, but the most exciting part is um, I got a stand mixer. And I already started making bread. That's awesome. I know. Um, my parents were very nice and got me a stand mixer for my birthday. That is beautiful. That's the, that is like the perfect gift for you. It really is that. And like, my friends have just fully, like, they're enabling my Great British Bake Off addiction. As they should. I'm a fan of your great British Bake Off addiction because it has led to many tasty treats. And only going to increase because now I have a stand mixer and then my friend Grace made me an apron. Oh, I saw that. It was so cute. That's the cutest fucking apron. And then Julia got me uh, a cake decorating set. I saw that. There was like a ton of tips in it. Yeah. So many tips. Not Um, just one. No, not (laughs) just one. Not just the tip, but like a lot of tips. Thank you for knowing where I was going to go, but fixing the joke. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know my way around a tip, honey. <laughs> I, I remember at Sean's birthday, at, like, I was at the bar, and I kept making stupid, like, sexual innuendo jokes, and mm-hmm. um, I was just like, at the end of it, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a Samantha. <laughs> I did hear you say that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I was really feeling my Samantha ways. That's good. Embr- yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. So um, Diff was a couple weekends ago. Yeah. Diff was, it, Diff was good. It was interesting. It was I, uh, fun. Yeah. I like uh, met some cool people. I took some workshops, but really the only thing I learned from the workshops were that I'm very uncomfortable with genuine human emotion, <laughs> which is on brand for me, I'm realizing. I, I think it's on brand for Leo's maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about astrology, but. I don't know. I feel like Patty's very good with genuine human emotion. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah. She and I have a lot of nice conversations. I love Patty. Me too. But yeah, it was, uh, it yeah, was good. It's, been it was... A, it's been a good two weekends. Yeah. For me, not my liver, but like. <laughs> no, it felt like a real summer to me. Because I feel like the rest of the summer has been uh, very go, 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 go. And hot. And hot. Too fucking hot. Yeah. And this felt like summer, like. 
summer breeze. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Think about you in the summertime. Whoa, huh? and all the good times we had, baby. <laughs> Do you remember not. that song? Um, that was a new Kids on the Block song that came out in like 2006. I was gonna say it sounds vaguely familiar, but no. <laughs> I don't know why. I like when it came out that summer. I listened to it like probably at least a hundred times. Like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm listening to New Kids on the Block. It's like I remember in the '80s. And wow. So it was like your 2006 summer jam. I guess so, That's or whatever okay. summer it came out with. All the '80s music or New Kids on the Block music was probably my like '87 summer jam. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea when they. I think they were actually the '90s though. They were like late 80s, early 90s, I'm guessing. Because mm. I think like 80s boy band. I'm thinking wham! Yeah. Exclamation point. In first grade, when I was in first grade, a lot of people have new, had new kids on the block. Te- like the oversized t-shirt that went down past their knees. Oh, yeah. That was like very popular in my, my first grade classroom, as I recall, I think. <laughs> I just remember my first grade classroom, like people just like bringing all their Pokemon cards and just having them like spread out in the coat room and like. Teachers being like, put those away, kids. Those damn <laughs> Pokemonsters. And now I've aged myself. <laughs> Same. I mean... Or outed know, my age. Yeah, so it's it's been a good couple weeks between recordings. But I'm glad to be back in the studio. I'm back at it. I am too. I, I, I feel like we have a nice kind of momentum going and we're, we're keeping it up. And, you know, sometimes we're going to take a little time off, but... Hopefully not for a bit, though. We want to... Yeah want to be here for you guys yeah i've got i've got some uh ideas in the works too that i'm i'm excited about those about, ideas so yeah. yeah more to come it, yes indeed yeah so, oh honey <laughs> oh samantha, samantha. <laughs> let me tell you honey <laughs> so what are we drinking it's very, it's very summery. Speaking, it's of summer. super summer. Um, it's Award Eight ish, and I call it Award Eight ish because its real name is Award Eight. But I never bothered to look at the recipe beforehand. I'm like, yeah, I think this is what it is. <laughs> so what is it? It's a uh, half a lemon, half an orange, some bitters, and then s- however much whiskey I felt like pouring in there. Which, like, shout out to Tatiana. She got me some nice bourbon whiskey. I saw the bottle. It that was is, fancy. That is a nice whiskey. friend of the show, Tatiana. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She'll like that shout out. Yeah. Hey, Tatiana. I was so glad to meet you the other day. Yeah. It'll be very fascinating for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> they just know that if they give us things, they get shout outs in the show now. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's very summery. And I think there's something else I was going to say about this, but I can't remember now. Delicious. Yes. Nice. Oh, just like, it just reminds me of college. Like we would just like. I think this is what this is. Like, bruschetta, we'd just be like, oh, okay, we got a loaf of bread from the oops, I baked too much section. Don't even look here what kind of bread it is. And then tomatoes, shredded mozzarella cheese, because that's what we had in the house. It sounds like how I still cook, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, occasionally I'll look up a recipe, but a lot of times I fly by the seat of my pants. Sometimes it works. Yeah, exactly. And, like, either way, there's food. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And it's not going to be bad. It just might not be. Legit. Yeah. And there's always Taco Bell. Or Del Taco. They're I don't starting, know if I've had Del Taco. They're starting to come in pretty strong. And uh, I hear had, they put fries in things, and I'm just yeah, not here for that. I, I got a burrito the other day and it had fries, and I was so upset. I did have to pick out the fries, and like I was eating over the sink because, you know, I'm an adult. And I was, picking, I was picking out the fries because they're not even, they're like the crinkle cut ones, which Ugh. I'm not a fan of. That's like, 
Just it's potato mush. Or I don't mush. know. <laughs> yes. Or I don't. But their other stuff that I've had has been pretty. I mean, I've only had them like three times, but I would not suggest the burrito with fries. But everything else has been suggestible. Good. I don't know if you, is suggestible a word. It probably is. Sure. Okay. We're, gonna we're not a dictionary. We're, we're a podcast. <laughs> True. Well, anyway, we can get get into the story I have for you. I know you already know what I'm doing. I, I haven't guessed. I forgot you to guessed, write it down. You guessed Friday night. Oh, I did? Oh, I forgot. Okay. You were whispering loudly to Sarah. like <laughs> You're like, Alex is probably doing the two-way bar, for, the two-way in for his next episode, but he doesn't know that I know that. I'm like, girl, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was having a heart-to-heart with Sarah. <laughs> I know. And I was in my hammock. It was great. <laughs> but yes, you were right. I am doing the two-way in. Yay! But also kind of touching the lost town of Norris. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but first, the two-way in, and like that's where uh, me and producer Patty went before that failed recording session. See, do you want to know how I figured it out? Is it because they followed us on Instagram shortly after? No, I didn't even notice that. It's because you told me you drank a Stroh's. Yeah, and that's very and out of character like, for me. Alex does not drink beer, and especially, like, I just, Stroh's was, like, very specific, and... I think one of you also mentioned like how cheap it was. And I know the two way in has very affordable prices. Yes. And I was, I, you know, I, I, it's a very interesting place. So it made sense. And yeah. I was just like, Ooh, they went to a bar clearly. Cause the Strohs. Yeah. And I was like, what's, there's a lot of interesting bars, but that we one went to a cemetery and we just found a 12 pack. And just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Gerald. <laughs> but yeah, so the two way in, Detroit, Detroit's oldest bar, and it's the only bar left from the 1800s in the city. Yes, I'm here for this. Can we go on a bar tour? Yes. Like buses. There was like a bus. Yeah, no, that's what I did. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I took my mom uh, as a present a couple of years ago. Oh, fun. On, uh, I think it was the Wild Women of History Tour from Detroit History Tours, uh, which I highly recommend any of the. We'll, we'll do one because they're amazing. Field the trip. woman who runs them, Bailey, is just fantastic. There's one, one oh my gosh, this is, I think, my favorite part of the story, is one of them came in when me and Pat, it was just, like, just me and Patty at the bar. Awesome. And this tour comes in, they, like, do their tour thing, and then they want to take a group photo, so me and Patty are, like, all right, we'll go out of your way, and I'm, like, like the tour guy, the tour group's getting ready to go, I'm, like, walking towards the bathroom, and Patty's just standing there, and the tour guy goes, like, let's give it up to the couple that was here trying to have a quiet drink. <laughs> And we um, then they start clapping for us. Me and Patty just start dying. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird though, because like, why do people always just make that assumption? Like, man and woman as couple. I don't know. Unless they're like, you're doing something. You know, we what were I mean? sharing nachos. I mean, I share food. I know all the time with people. We did make out a little bit though. Oh well, there. <laughs> Should have led with that. Way to bury the lead. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I know. Patty's a married woman. I would never. No, we love Perry. Patty's a woman. There we go. That's the. There was the asterisk. Well, that there. too. <laughs> but yeah, that was like because me and Patty we had a great time there. I highly recommend this bar. But I'll get to more about our personal experience after some of the history. And there's mm. a lot of ooky spookies here. So I know. Hold I'm on. Excited. I don't. I don't know the specifics. So I'm like super excited. I just know it's haunted. But there's and like cause we got to talk to the owner for like. A half hour, and she's so lovely. Like, her name is Mary. Like her and her daughter were tending the bar, and they were so lovely. And like 
They just like mm-hmm. answered any questions we had and just were very. We got to go back there for their brunch. They have like a really good brunch apparently. Mm-hmm. And I know her mom like uh, only makes one food a day, right? And it's yeah, that's she does the food cook. you're gonna eat. Yeah, it's just like on <laughs> Thursday. She's like, she's like, it's like when your mom would make dinner when you were kids. Like she's only making one dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason it's called a two way in is because it has two ways in and out of each room. And like the, on the website, it said, in case of fire or police or an entry of an irate spouse, there's always a way out. <laughs> and it's the only two-way in left with like the name. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like all the others changed their name to something more hip and trendy. They're like, we're staying strong. And apparently, they're the last ones now. Wasn't there? There was like a movement of bars like that or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Like... It's before like fire code. Okay. And so like just to be safe, there's two ways in and out of each room so you don't get caught in a fire. Okay. Which like good. Good on you. Smart. Yeah. So it started as a general store in a jail. Like I said, there's two ways in, and there's a way in and a way out of every room. And so the bar was uh, built by Colonel Felitas W. Norris, and we'll get to him a little bit later, but he built it originally as a general store in a jail. It had just like a lockup in the basement, and then just like a general store up top. Wow. What a, like, what a twofer system right there. Yeah. And like during Prohibition, it was still able to sell alcohol legally because there was either a doctor or a dentist upstairs and they could prescribe alcohol. Like, oh, your jaw hurts. Here's some alcohol. Oh, interesting. Which makes me a pharmacist, I think. <laughs> but like other things it's been since then, it was a post office, a dance hall, a brothel, a funeral home. And the lady was like, yeah, like you see that bay window? They just kind of put the bodies in the window so people could walk by and see and like... Basically, the time you see a bay window in this part of town, it's because it was a funeral home. Whoa. Yeah. It was also, uh, it was the first Stroh's bar. So okay. that's why they have Stroh's, and that's why it's Stroh's for $2. That's a good you deal. You can't beat that. And that's not even happy hour. That's just their price, That's all right? the time. They, they don't really have a happy hour. It's just, it's always happy hour. Man, I don't spend enough time there. I know. We got to keep going. Like they say that they're a shot and beer bar. Mm-hmm. And like... Totally for the blue, like they were kind of just like, we wanted to make sure that like, it's a blue collar bar, so, you know, a hardworking man can come here after work and get a nice cheap cold beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the bar is so old. But the, how old is it? But I'm not. The bar is so old. It's made of American chestnut wood, which is now extinct. Oh wow. Yeah. So the wood that the bar is made out of no longer exists, which is That's... weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the current family has owned it for 45 years. Mary is the current owner. Uh, her father bought the bar in 73. And she was telling me that um, he came to the bar in the 30s and told the owner that one day he was going to buy the bar. Aww. And she told him that he would be the only person she would sell it to. That's so sweet. Yeah. And so in the 70s, when she was looking to sell, he's like, I'm buying it. And she's like, all right. The handshake. Sold the bar in a handshake. Or the people who owned the bar before them owned it for 60 years, and now the people who have been there, Mary and her family, have been there for 45. Wow. Speaking of people who have the same birthday as me, Colonel Felitas W. Norris was born August 17th, 1821 in Palmyra, New York. Oh. Yeah. So another August seventeenth, another Leo. And this is the family that was previous to the. This is the people. No, this is the people who. This is the guy who built it. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is the guy who built it and founded the town of Norris. Okay. So, like one source I saw uh, said that his family 
moved to Michigan in 1826 when they had purchased 80 acres of land, and he left school to become a trapper, traveling around the Midwest to trap and trade. He originally settled in Ohio, where he married Jane K. Cottrell and had four kids. And during the Civil War, he joined the Union troops, where he worked his way up to Colonel and was a spy behind Confederate lines. He got shot and injured his shoulder and spinal cord. And after that, he moved to Michigan. Wait, real quick. Yeah. So you've been talking about Samantha. Do you think that Cottrell is related to Kim Cottrell? No, because it's spelled differently. And Kim oh. Cottrell's name is actually Claire Wood something. Oh, the number. No, way off then. Okay. Yeah. I want to know how she got from Kim to Claire or Claire to Kim. Maybe just that like hard. K- yeah. Or something. I, mm, that's interesting. She has a slight Liverpool accent. Did you know that? I did from, oh, from Patty's story. Yeah. Yes. My producer Patty met Kim Cattrall. Yeah, when she was in high school. Yeah. Not Kim. I mean, Patty was. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to, like. I mean, it's good, good to clarify always. Yeah. So, like I said, after the war, he moved to Michigan. And in 1873, he founded the town of Norris, Michigan, which is now part of Detroit. He built the two-way inn and was the village jail and general store, like I mentioned earlier. And they lived there for a few years until he built a historic house nearby, which is now in the National Historical Re- National Register of Historic Places. He drained the creek that ran through the town to open up the land for farming, which I wrote down, I didn't know you could do that. No. How do you drain a creek? He must have, like, rerouted it or something. But, mm, or, I, built, well, or, or if you built a dam of some sort. That's true. Yeah. It just said drain it. I'm like, is he out there with a bucket just scooping out the water? <laughs> like one gallon at a time. Yeah. Took him a really long time. <laughs> uh, he recruited the railroad to go through town. He maintained the plank road that ran from Detroit to Mount Clemens, which I always forget that Mount Clemens is kind of close. It's not as far as I think it is. Yeah. No, it's not. My friend Christina lives in Mount Clemens, and it's kind of, it's amazing, actually, because we can relatively easily like visit each other, and we we never had that before, so like... It's it's not a bad drive. For some reason, I thought it was up by like Midland, like three hours away. That's Mount Pleasant, isn't it? Because you're I always, totally right. I always convince, or I always used to do that until now that I go to Mount Clemens. Sometimes, like I, if somebody would say one, they were interchangeable in my brain. I don't, th- and they're not even. I mean, the word Mount is the only yeah. <laughs> similar quality. And like, I don't know why, because like, I was like, yeah, Central. I didn't think Central was that close. It's not. It's not okay. <laughs> Myth busted. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. We're not the myth busters, but we will bust a myth occasionally. Mm-hmm. So he operated a toll booth in town to kind of pay for the plank road. And he must have learned that in Ohio. So I wrote down. People learn things in Ohio. I mean, just to toll roads, to toll roads and Fair. fireworks, I guess. Although we have fireworks here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all changed. So there's no point to go to Ohio. That's basically what we're saying. No, not unless you have to go somewhere else. I mean, Cedar Point, but I consider that a small slice of Michigan in Ohio. So he later left Norris to become, um, like, Philetus. Philetus left his town to become the second superintendent of Yellowstone National Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was, like, the first one to get paid for the job. Ooh, poor first guy. Yeah, I know. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. So he held the position from 1877 to 1882. He made five times as many roads and doubled the amount of trails. He hired the first park ranger, and there's three mountain peaks, including Mount Norris, one geyser basin, and one pass that are named for him. Wow. So so there's just a lot of things named Norris that's after this guy. Okay. Including the lost town of Norris, Michigan. I mean, it sounds like he did a lot, so... 
he earned it. He deserves it, it. yeah. So, love that for him. So he was removed from the park in 1883 for political reasons. He published a book with a long-ass title. It's three lines long. Holy crap. The Calumet of Coteau and other poetical legends of the border, also a glossary of Indian names, words, and Western provincialisms, together with a guidebook of the Yellowstone National Park. He couldn't have had a subtitle for some of that? I don't know. Like, or just make like that the first page. An intro page or a back a, a, a sleeve? They didn't have sleeves back then on books. Oh, well, still an intro page, like a, a prologue something. or something? Something. The front the cover was the prologue. It sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, but then he worked doing ethnological research for the Smithsonian Institute. Ooh. Yeah. Which I also didn't realize that the Smithsonian was that old. I guess I never thought about it. It doesn't... It doesn't shock me, but I never... For some reason, I just kind of put it like around World War II, the Smithsonian. That makes... I mean, I, I get where your brain put yeah. that together, yeah. I think it's just because I also... I've never been to D.C. Really? No. Oh. I've been to D.C. a couple times, but they were all like very unplanned like reason. Well, I mean, in eighth grade, I went on like one of those eighth grade trips to D.C. Fun. Yeah. We met uh, Senator Carl Levin. He was there. I got his autograph, even though I was in eighth grade and didn't really know who he was. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then I've been there a couple of times. Like one time I went to visit somebody I was dating, was working there for a week. So, it, you know, free place to stay and yeah. a very cheap trip. And another time I worked in D.C. for like a weird summer camp. Huh. Yeah. It was I this traveling summer camp for like rising fourth graders, which means they're about to go <laughs> into fourth grade. Um, and we did this like weird forensics thing for them. Like oh, they had to fun. solve the case of the mis- missing school mascot. You didn't solve the half a murder. I mean, we tried, but you know, there's only so much fourth graders yeah, can do. Exactly. But so yeah, he worked for the Smithsonian, and then he died from illness in 1885, and was originally buried in Elmwood Cemetery. Flashback. Uh, but he was later moved to Woodmere Cemetery, not that long after. I don't know why they decided to move him, but they did. That's what, There's got to be something to that, some yeah. reason. So Norris, Michigan. So in 1865, Norris brought the property and built a log cabin by Six Mile and Mound. The village had started to form by the time the bar was built. It filled the square mile between Six and Seven Mile, Van Dyke and Mound. Uh, Norris House is now at Mount Elliott in Iowa. And Iowa Street was named Prairie at the time. And the town grew and at one time had a hotel, wagon shops, blacksmiths, a sawmill, a newspaper called The Suburban, English and German schools, and a railroad depot. And it was renamed North Detroit in 1891. Okay. So there was a North Detroit, but still no word of a South Detroit fuck you journey. <laughs> because it, really, like, if there's... Well, South Detroit is Canada. True. If you go directly south, it true. is literally Canada. We could have been friends, Journey, but then all the Glee covers, I'm sorry, ruined you for me. There were just so many. There was a lot. They did make a joke about it at one point on the show. I was like, all right, at least you're aware. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were very into kind of making fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, why am I blanking on his name? The producer. Ryan Murphy? Yeah. Like, he he's a clever man. He is. The fact that Glee and American Horror Story both came out of his brain. And Pose and I still haven't seen feud. Pose. Me neither. I want to. It's an op- it's on mm-hmm. Netflix now. And uh, Scream Queens. Yes. Like they're Nip talk too. They're all. Oh, I, I think I knew that, but I forgot that. See, like they're I'm all pretty sure so. Now. Okay. They're very varied though. Like the, yeah. He's an interesting. He has an interesting brain. Yeah. 
There's also a circus in this town. In Norris? Yeah. My, oh. The Miles Orton Circus had its winter quarters here. And I'm guessing that just means they stored stuff there for the winter, but okay. like... Miles Orton was a bareback rider and originated something called the Peter Jenkins Act, which is basically just being a hustler. He would like walk out pretending to be drunk, but then ride like an expert. Oh, like a pool shark, but with bareback riding. (laughs) Yeah, honey. (laughs) Samantha here. Uh And it used to have its own trolley. And it used to run right past the 2AN, and you can see the photo of it at the Detroit Historical Museum oh, of the trolley. And then if you look in the background, there's a 2AN. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, you've been waiting on story. You ready for the ooky spookies? I'm so ready for them. Okay, so it says the ghost of Felivus Norris still haunts it. <gasps> and he wears, like, buckskins, has a beard, and just, like, looks like a fur trader. For, uh, for some reason, I, ma- I didn't imagine him, like, Mountain Manny, even though I should have. Because you told me he was a trapper. But in my head, he was in a suit. I don't know why. Because he's done so many things. He was a spy. Maybe that's where you get the suit from. Oh. But um, like uh, Mary, the, she said that six months after they bought it and moved in, her mother saw Norris's ghost on the end of her bed. Oh. Yeah. So like said that her mom was like watching TV and like got up to turn off the TV because there was before TV remotes. And she like turned around and saw him on the bed. Holy crap. Yeah. Did the previous people say anything about like, like they were like, yeah, you can you can buy this, but it's haunted. I don't know. I didn't really ask. Okay. I know that um, Mary's father didn't like to talk about the hauntedness of it. Okay, that's fair. Because he thought it was bad for business. I get that. Or could it be good though? I think it's good now. Good. Yeah. But so, uh, in addition to uh, the ghost of Fleetus, there was a young woman with dark hair and a gown can be seen walking around. Interesting. The, yeah. So there's a theory going around that like maybe it was some saloon girl that maybe Felice was having an affair with or just something along those lines. But then one day, some distant relatives of Norris came to the bar and they were you know talking about the bar and the mention of this girl and the relatives were like, well, you know his daughter died here, right? <laughs> so, and then Mary said when she found out, she called her sister to tell her because... Yeah, they they all lived in the bar. Yeah, so they talked about this yeah. thing they'd seen. And so when she called to tell her sister the TV was on, and as soon as she said to her sister that Norris's daughter had died there, the TV went out. Ooh. And like Mary kind of thought it was like, the ghost be like, finally you figured it out. Yeah. I'm not a saloon girl. Like a confirmation. Yeah. Aww. And some other strange things... Is like for the women's restroom. Sometimes when someone goes to use it, it like when you push on the door, it feels like someone's pushing back. Mm-hmm. So you're like just sitting out there waiting, and then like a couple minutes go by, and you're just like, "What the heck?" Can you open the door, and there's nobody in there. I feel like I had a weird situation like that when I was there, but I didn't think it was like a thing. I remember waiting outside the bathroom, and then finally like looking, and there was no one there. Yeah. Yeah. Says, That's so weird. <gasps> yeah. That's so exciting. Cause yeah, cause I felt like an asshole. Cause I was like, <laughs> I've just been standing out here, like nobody's there. I mean, you're not the only one. Oh, that's okay. I feel comforted. Yeah, people said they've heard their name being called out. One woman said that she thought she saw someone come out of the men's room and run her hand down her back. <gasps> Other people said they have heard and felt things. And Mary said that one day when she was cleaning the bar, a door blew open with a great force and it made the bar stools rock. Oh. Yeah. 
So a lot of interesting ooky spooky stuff happening. Yeah. It was very cool. We didn't, I didn't feel anyone was there with Patty, but we were only there for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. We need to go. We need to go there. Field trip. Yeah. But so just some stuff about the bar today, because it is a really cool bar. And I highly recommend it to anyone in the Detroit area. Like I said, Shots and Beer Bar, $2 Strohs. They describe it as a fine dive, which is they say dive prices without the smell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is something I thought was cool. Mary and her children still tend the bar. And there's like, it just feels like home for us. She feels like we're hanging out and all the people that come through are kind of just like, you know, hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're known for their brunches, which is the first Sunday of the month. They happen like in the fall. We are definitely going to one. Yes. But they also have pop-up food on Wednesday and Thursdays. And it's usually like one home-cooked dish by Mary. And like I said, it's like when your mom makes a dinner. She only makes one dinner, but it's usually good. That's so sweet. Yeah. And there's still no taps at the bar. It's all just bottles all, and bottles cans. And cans. I mean, they still have a really wide variety. Like they have craft beer. It's not just Stroh's. Yeah, I drank something by Shorts when I was there, I think. Yeah. So it's not just Stroh's, but $2 for Stroh's. You can't beat that. It's a good deal. And like a large selection of whiskey and liquors. This is something good to know. You have to be buzzed in. So you can't just like pull on the door. There's like a doorbell mm-hmm. and you ring it and then you get buzzed in. So that way, if you go there and you're... The door's locked. Hit the doorbell. They'll let you in. It's not closed. Unless it's, like, obviously after hours. Yeah. But here's something I didn't know uh, until I went there. It topped Thrillist, best dive bar in the country, twice. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And it won best dive bar in North America one year. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's cool because, like, you can tell the inside that they haven't changed. Like, it still looks like the original Mm -hmm. bar. Like, it's still the original Stroh's bar. Like plank wood floors, there's a phone booth in the corner, mm-hmm. like an old cigarette machine. It just it feels like stepping back in a time machine, but in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, because they're actually like cleaning, like it, it's 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 not well maintained. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's well maintained, and they you know they you can tell they really care for the bar, and you, you can just feel that when you're there. Aww. Yeah. Uh, there also is a brass bar, a brass bell above the bar. Which looks fun. Don't ring it, because if you do, you have to buy the bar around. Sh- around. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So don't touch the <laughs> bell. And just uh, one quote that I had from Danielle was, in the ever-changing Detroit, the one thing that has not changed is the two-way in. Aw. Yeah. So, and like I said, they were very nice to us. They answered any questions we had, and just, it was a really great experience. So That's awesome. Looking I forward to going that. back. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. That was a fun one. Yeah. I'm sorry I guessed it before, and I'm sorry I guessed it with an earshot. But <laughs> No, it's okay. I think you're doing one of those, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I know what you're doing. But it just wasn't as subtle as I think you wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. I mean, you were, like, all cocooned into that hammock, too. I was so cocooned. Yeah. I love of, that hammock. I did forget you were in that hammock, like, a few times while you were over there. So. Fair. I did fall asleep in at one point. Oh, see, there you go. There yeah. You go. No, that was great. Um, I, I, now I just want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Soon. We should go soon. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take more photos. Yes. Um, and if anybody wants to join us, email us at DetroitStrands at gmail.com. We'll or maybe we'll just post it on our socials. Like, hey, yeah. go into the two-way bar. Come meet us. Yeah. <laughs> buy us some $2 straws. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or buy, buy me something else. You know, I, don't, I drink that beer for once. Yeah. For once. For the experience. Yeah, I did it, did it for the gram. I think did it for the gram. I mean, I did it for this podcast. He took one for the team. 
I mean, it wasn't that bad as far as beers goes, but like. No, it's not. A, it, it's a light flavor, so it's not yeah. overwhelming or anything like that. It's true. Honestly, like there's only a couple of cheap beers that I'll I, I am OK or enjoy drinking. That's the words. Yeah. Um, Stroh's is one of them. Yeah. Because I'm not like I'm not like a Bud Light girl or anything like that. It's not. It's what just about not Natty my, Light? Definitely not my jam. Definitely <laughs> not. But a, a nice Stroh's or a High Life. Yeah. I'm the, I'm it's the shit. Do you remember that one time we went to the Third Street Bar right after New Year's and they had the champagne <laughs> bottles of High Life? Yes. And gave us champagne flutes. <laughs> yes. Oh. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Thank you. Are you ready for a little two truths and a lie? Yes. So, because we know so many Leos and astrology can be fun, I. Ooh. I don't, you know, I have. I have some belief in it and some disbelief is not the right word, but like, you know, yeah, not everything is perfect. Yeah. Uh, so these are going to be a little bit, you might know all these already, so that might be a really easy one for you, but I don't care because it was your birthday the other day and it's producer Patty's birthday coming up and it's a million other wonderful people that we both know's birthdays right around this time. So we're going to do a Leo, two truths and a lie. Okay. So number one for the Leo. The ruling planet for Leo is Saturn. Uh, number two for Leo, a Leo's mentality is, I dare you to find someone who loves you more than I do. So they love hard. Okay. And when a Leo is pissed at you, I love you and all, but fuck you right now, seriously. That one's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. I'm going to have to go with Saturn because I feel like I might be Jupiter. But I may just be picking that because it's the biggest planet. You are correct that it is not Saturn. However, it's actually the sun. So it's not. <laughs> Bitch, we ain't a planet. We're the sun. Yeah. Isn't that, that makes sense because it's a fire sign, right? It is. I believe. It definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a fire sign. This thing sign. definitely says what it is. Uh, yeah, a couple other things. It is the. Uh, it's ruled in the fifth house. So it's the fifth in the 12 signs. That means something. I don't know. You're right. It's a fire sign. Mm hmm. That's most of it. But yeah, y- y'all are likely to express yourselves in a dramatic, creative, and assertive way. I don't know what you're talking about. Never dramatic. <laughs> I was chill and grounded. Yeah, I have uh, great energy, courage, and honesty. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, likely to be self-confident and maybe even a bit self-indulgent, as they expect mm. to be the center of attention. Hmm. But. I ain't saying that's wrong, but it ain't right. <laughs> it's not right, but it's okay, Whitney Houston. <laughs> also possess integrity, determination, and are natural leaders. Okay. So yay, Leos. Shout out to all the Leos out there. Yes. Yeah. All my fellow Leos. Yes. Well, yeah. That, I think that wraps it for this episode. I think it does. That was fantastic. I'm so I'm so excited because I've been very curious about the two-way in. So that was awesome. Yes. We'll definitely go. Yeah. And we'll talk to Mary and see if we can get yeah. more ooky spooky stories. Yeah. I like it. Anything else you want to add or? Just the usual. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Strange. And now Facebook as now well. Now Facebook. If you have any questions or anything, email us at Detroit Strange. Gmail.com. Yep. Detroit Strange at gmail.com. <laughs> give the full address. <laughs> and uh, until then. Stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. 